0: Hello everybody, you're on the line with Nimbus Gaming, I'm your host Nimbus, and today marks the beginning of the main event of TI, yes, 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 this is the finest event in all of esports, the largest prize pool, the best players, the greatest analysts, and of course me from afar watching lustfully at the panel, at the crowd, Oh. What an adventure it would be to go to TI. My plan is to go in two years, pay my way, bring my wife, have a good time. But this year, I have to enjoy enjoy it from my couch. So as I'm recording this, Wings Gaming is taking on Digital Chaos. You'll know the results by the time you hear this. However, Wings Gaming, they picked a techies and a punch. I feel like I'm in U.S. East... Public games, playing pubs against 2K MMR uh, party, party bombers or party poopers who just want to do silly things like Tiny and Techies or budge and Techies or Rubik and Techies or Magnus and Techies or Techies and Techies. I mean, it just, the hero, it adds an interesting dimension to the game and it changes the way people have to play. But at TI5, the impact the hero had on the game was insane. And because of that, he ruined a lot of pub games, and people were very unhappy about him. If you play the hero, you really... The hero creates a unique pressure on the map, a unique kind of pressure on the map, where you... You kind of you try to use your mind to gain map control rather than use wards, rather than use smoke ganks, rather than threaten certain parts of the map with heroes, multiple heroes, or just a single a single hero with like a shadow blade or something like that, you have something that can stay there indefinitely, right? You have something that can be in that area for an indefinite period of time, and that is Pecky's minds. So you use it to take over, control the map, and it really changes the way heroes have to play or teams have to play. It's it's like a broodmother to an extreme, right? Broodmother in the laning phase, really annoying to deal with. She kind of takes over her side of the map, and you you have to adjust your play style to, to deal with it, but as... As the game goes on, it gets easier because your heroes get stronger relative to her and your support stop being food and all this other stuff, right? Teams can still get rooted out, right, if they're not prepared for it or if they can't, if they don't know how to play against it. However, techies, pretty much the entire game changes. It, it just, the way people have to play against the hero is just insane, so... But one comment that the analyst talked about that I I want to I want to bring up today is something that 3 I think 3K MMR players have a hard time understanding and that is this idea of timings and fighting when your hero is strong taking advantage so each hero has a has innate advantages to to playing them right For example, Timbersaw, he has reactive armor. So every time you get hit, you get a a stack of reactive armor. Invoker has global abilities so that he doesn't have to leave the lane or Zeus. So you can continue to farm the lane, and as long as you maintain awareness of what's going on on the map, it's very easy to help your team secure kills. Or it's easy, you can help your team secure kills without missing out on the experience that staying in lane gives right hero kills by far give the most amount of gold especially when you're behind but in the early game in the laning phase it's experience that's important you that's why co- analysts commentators always talk about oh this support's not level six yet and it's 10 minutes in or oh this jungle beastmaster is doing really well because he's level six at six minutes right that's why they talk about these things, because getting levels in the early game is more important than getting gold. Because as the game progresses, you will naturally get gold by just being in the game. You will, through kills, through cre- clearing, creep, creep waves, quickly secure yourself gold. But experience is hard to come by. And it's kind of, experience is what controls the pace of the game. Until you get your big ultimates, and then it's your cooldowns that control the pace of the game. So, let's take this to the extreme. MVP Phoenix like to pick heroes that do not have long cooldowns, that have very short cooldowns. So, they can just constantly run at you and fight, 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 fight. And they may not win the first fight, and they may trade equally with you the second fight, but the third fight they've ground down your cooldowns such that you can no longer use them to secure your team the advantage. So the reason that you farm and stay in lane is to accumulate experience and secondly to get gold. So you get experience so that you can get your spells and you have cooldowns then to work with to secure kills on other heroes, or to secure map control for your team, or to take objectives for your team, gold helps you buy items to increase your strength relative to other relative to other heroes so you can be more useful to your team if you Have items that a allow you to kill the opponents faster, or pump, bump, bump, pump, uh, pump up your team, bump up your team in some way, right? That's why they're called buffs, right? You get a mechanism, you get a pipe, you get a uh, Daedalus, you get a blink dagger. You you get these items because it shifts. It's it just the dynamic that that heroes have to one another inside the game. It allows you it creates these windows where your hero relative to other heroes in the game is is much stronger than it would be at other points in the game. For example, the anti mage when the anti the reason the anti mage is picked as a one position carry is because the hero is extremely high mobility and when you get a battle fury those two things combine to make you one of the fastest farming heroes in the game high mobility battle fury high high mobility high farming capacity high farming capacity item clear waves move on clear waves move on Clear waves, clear waves, clear waves, right? You you reach a state in the game where you have accumulated more items than the opponent. And you use then that advantage to secure objectives. Get kills, secure objectives. Get kills, secure objectives. You hit your timing window very early because you scale pretty well with items. But you're not the hardest scaling hero with items, and your team ha- you have this window when you do this where your team is going to be short anti mage. However, if you can weather that storm, then the hero becomes insanely strong. Again, your high mobility, right? So you get abyssal blade, you have you get manta style, and you can jump on a hero and kill them, right? You burn all you burn away all their mana, use mana void, and they die. You don't. You sometimes, right now, anti-mage is getting picked as a hard counter to storm. So if anyone ever thinks about using storm, anti-mage is just hanging out, waiting for storm to be picked. But until, but the hero isn't really looked at right now as a tier one hero because teams don't usually have time to farm up battle fury and then farm up missile blade, manta style, so they can kill, so that they can ensure that they lock down and kill a hero or at least burn all their mana so they can't do anything. So they just sit there and look at you, and they try to swipe at you, but you're high mobility, you have blank, you're high magic resistance. So the reason – so let's bring this back full circle, right? Why do you you farm in the early game to gain experience and to gain gold? You you want to gain experience so that you can gain – so that you can level up your abilities and then use those abilities to increase the power of your hero. You also farm a lane in order to get gold. You get to buy items which increase the power level of your hero, right? Analysts call this the net worth, or commentators will call this net worth, right? Oh, he's at such and such a net worth, because net worth correlates to hero power levels in a in a very quantifiable way, right? It's not everything. That's but it's a lot. And that's why supports generally they're very high impact with very low with a very low amount of net worth because they've gained experience, which is much more important. It's not everything and if you're if the enemy has more items than you, chances are you're probably not gonna win. An affair, an affair like we're all equal skill, all this kind of stuff. Generally, it's hard to lose when you're up one item on your opponent. So, the 3K MMR player, on average, does one of about two things: they either focus too much on farming, and they don't realize. That once they hit a certain, a certain, once they get a certain item, they hit a power level spike. Or they don't spend enough time farming, and they try too hard to be to kill everybody. They, were, so they they get behind in experience, and they especially, they, or they get behind in gold, but they especially get behind in experience because they keep dying. They're not on the map to soak experience. They're not getting kills so they're not getting experience from killing other heroes and it just allows the opposing team to really abuse that player's lack of knowledge now i had i actually had a moment where i realized how important timings were i i met a guy back when Lesh, back last year during ti5 who was playing leshrac to boost M- the mmr of accounts right he's playing leshrac he's boosting accounts mmr He's, but he always, when he was close to an item, he said, "I need some time to farm this item." And specifically, don't ask me how I remember this, because it's just like, you know, it's just one of those things. You're like one of those sensei moments, right, where sensei says to his his young padawan or his young his young student, you know, take this, my son, and listen well. And you're like, oh man, the world—it just—it just makes sense now. But he—he he needed to wait to get his BKB before we could fight again, because he realized because we just won the last fight. He explained that in order for us to win the next fight, because the opposing team was going to get their next round of items and it, and levels, and it was going to be they were probably going to be able to burst him down. He said. I need to get my BKB because otherwise the enemy team is going to be able to burst me down. I almost died last time, and if I get my BKB, then we're going to win then that will just guarantee we're going to win the fight and we'll be able to take another objective. And he was right. The next fight, sure enough, he runs in, Disco Pony turns on the BKB, kills everybody. They couldn't touch him, couldn't do any damage, and uh we took We took the dire tier two. Again, don't ask me how I remember all this. Sometimes my memory scares even me. After that, he continually stressed that we needed to wait for his BKB cooling or BKB cooldown to come up so that we could fight again. So every time his BKB cooldown was up, we would fight. We'd take a fight. We'd win. And then we'd try to take another objective. And, you know, you only have to do this about three or four times before you're pushing up high ground. I mean, that's, uh, after the laning stage, you really, especially the 3K MMR bracket, players don't save for buyback. Players don't read the game in terms of, oh, take kills, get objectives, take kills, get objectives. They see the game as, oh, I want to hit creeps, oh, I want to kill this dude, oh, hit creeps, kill this dude, hit creeps, kill this dude. I fall into that same trap sometimes, sometimes it's hard when you're stuck at, when you're stuck at a certain skill level and you don't play with people who are above your skill level who can teach you like that guy did about waiting for your timings on your items to really progress and grow as a player. So it's really... That's one thing I kind of wish... Was more available, right? You can pay for tutoring and all that kind of thing, but I mean, who really wants to do that, right? And it's you have such a disparity in skill in, in skill cap sometimes, right? That sometimes I wonder if it wouldn't be better to introduce players more like a heroes of new or not heroes of newer uh, heroes of the storm type type level, right? Where you Every, you select what position and what what, what character you're going to play before the game begins, and then it matches. It it tries to it kind of tries to match you with heroes or people that aren't exactly the same type as you, so you don't get one team of all the same type of hero, right? And and this way you could really. You would encourage your your ni- players' initial impression of the game would be that you could that that games that teams with, that were balanced that had a a balanced range of heroes. I mean, you, if you look at each hero right in their icon in the card view, it has like durable, escape, uh, carry, damage, support. I don't know. I can't remember what they all are, but it has those descriptions, right? It's not, based. We, we can look at, based on the data of how most heroes play, it's not hard to assign heroes roles, like very general roles, for new players, right? It's just not, it's not hard to do. I can see, oh, Shadow Demon's been played this many times in the safe lane. He's been played this many times in the off lane. He has had an average gold per minute of this much, compared to other players on his team. He he, and he bought this many wards, he bought this many centuries. He you can look at all of these metrics and you can get a a pretty I would I would assume I, I, without doing any any research into this or test piloting of my own that you could get a pretty well rounded picture of what position and what farm priority that hero takes, especially if you look at 5K MMR games and over, or four and a half K MMR games and over, right? Because at that level, if you don't play the, a hero correctly, you get punished hard, right? If you if you try to play this really narrow, and, and, and even if your skill cap is much higher than the opposing player, even if, if if you try to play this very narrow play or play, if you try to play the hero in a very narrow way like playing oracle mid teams will punish you for that teams will will figure out ways to punish you because they want to win and so they're going to they'll they'll roam on you all the time they'll they'll disabuse you of any idea that oracle is meant to be played in any position but but as a support Sure, in some situations, in some circumstances, you can get away with it, but that's not the—that's not how the hero is set up to be played. So, in this way, again, you give you give new players the impression that you know this is this is how teams are supposed to be composed. You can get impress upon them the importance of farm priority. Like, hey, you chose this guy. Now, this guy doesn't do very well with farm, right? An Omni Knight. Once an Omni Knight gets, like, an Agamem, the hero, you don't really need more items, right? Maybe a Glimmer Cape or a Horse Staff or... But you shouldn't be buying Radiance on that hero. You shouldn't be buying saint Jinyasha and running at people. People do it, but that doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean the opposing team isn't going to punish you. Although sometimes that, that kind of stuff happens, and guess what? You lose. You do. It's happened to me, right? You get this carry Omni Knight plays in the off lane with an abaddon, and they just run at you the entire game. And as a support, you're telling your carry to go buy an iron talon, go to the jungle and just hang out there until until he gets his items. And you'll do your best to hold down the lane. You might die a couple times, but if your carry doesn't listen. He he thinks he can man mode, try to tries to fight and dies. So, but, but that's why I'm saying it's like an aggregate of the way that most heroes are played. So that's just kind of my two cents for, for for impressing upon players the importance of farm priority. And it, it kind of came about talking about how you have to play heroes correctly and you have to play them towards their timings, right? You... If you want to farm a Battle Fury out of PA, you got to do it by 15 minutes. 15 minutes is the gold standard. Before 15 minutes, you're great. After 15 minutes, each minute, it, its usefulness drops off a little bit. By 18, if you get it by 18 minutes, you're, you're still in decent shape. Depends how you're, the rest of your team is doing. But, but every minute after, after about 18 minutes, oh man, you probably should have gone a different item and played a different way same with naga right you want to get a uh even even if you get a slow like 22 23 minute radiance that's that's still good enough to have an impact on the game or specter right if you're playing specter and you get a you know 23 25 minute radiance it's not terrible you you can live with it but it's like when you get a 30 minute radiance the the impact you 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 miss your timing the impact of the item has is has gone down significantly in those five five to seven minutes and it just makes it makes the game it tilts the game away from you, right? If you if you think about games in terms of percentages and like keeper of the or Spectre, when Spectre gets an eighteen minute radiance, she wins hundred percent of her games and then as that time takes down you, you start to see that it's really important to start caring about it because all of a sudden Oh, every specters have never won a professional game with getting a, a radiance after minute 35, and that's not to say it can't happen. But the timing window for that item has come and gone, right? Ten people have bought it after 35 minutes as their first, as their primary item, and they lost, right? I guess I have to stipulate that the item uh, that uh, I guess I have to stipulate that the item is it was the first item, right? The first major item purchase. So the Spectre didn't go like Manta, Diffusal, Vanguard, Radiance. No, the, the Spectre went boots Urn, radiance or something like that, right? And and it's it's hard to quantify that, but there there becomes a point, right? The the point is that heroes have item time heroes have item timings and you farm to hit those item timings in conjunction with having your spells in order to secure your team an advantage so you can take objectives and win the game. I guess that's what it all boils down to, right? We want to win the game. We want to win. How do we win? So the other thing I was going to say about this uh, as I'm talking about this, which reminds me, is once your hero hits that timing, you need to give farm priority to someone else. Professional players are very good about this. For example, the... The epitome of this principle is Lion. Lion, in order to maximize the effectiveness of the hero and take advantage of his skill set, needs a blink dagger. If you have a blink dagger, you are able to instantly disable someone because your hex spell is instant cast. So with that what that allows you to do is set up four kills on heroes that are normally very, very, very hard to kill. or heroes that have BKB, right? If you catch an alchemist and disable him before he gets chemical rage off, he's much easier to kill. You'll probably kill him. However, if that alchemist gets chemical rage off, whew, man, life just got a whole lot more difficult. So once you hit your timings, right? Let's Back to our anti-mage example. Once you get your Manta, Battle Fury, Abyssal Blade with boots, then it's time to start making an impact on the game, taking objectives, and letting other heroes farm and try to hit their timings, get their items up, so that they can have an impact, a, a larger impact on the game. Now, normally in 3k games, this is very difficult. Most players, they don't really understand that once you get a few core items on your hero, it's time to make things happen on the map. They are much more content to continue to farm away. And that's that's something I hope we as, as a community can improve upon. I know I'm guilty of it. There's a lot of people who are the only way we get better as a community is when we agree that there are things we do wrong and that we need to work on them. And no one wants to say that they do anything wrong. They're all the best carry and the rest, the rest of their team is, is, you know, it's their fault. You know, sometimes it is, but we're all human and it's a team game. So I just hope that people, people can take what I'm saying and try to apply it in their, in their pub games and use it to improve the community overall right if even one person takes this idea of trying to hit timings and uses it to win a game i've done my job so thanks a lot for listening everyone i really appreciate it you can find me on twitter at nimus gaming i believe that's my twitter handle i just changed i just changed it like three weeks ago and i I've already forgotten what I changed it to. That's that's what I get, right? Uh, all these kids and their conflabbed new Fandango machines. Sorry, it's at S Blockout. At S, as in Sierra, B L O C K O U T, S Blockout. Sblockout. So, thanks again for listening, everyone. This is Nimbus Gaming signing off.